But when you really think about it, you need to think about it this way, that you're investing in your business. Yeah. Because if you don't invest in your business, I'm not going to invest in your business. Bobby's not going to invest in your business. Hey, everybody. This is Bobby Walker with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. And I want to ask you one thing. Are you doing what you want to do in life? Are you pursuing what you want in life? Why not? Don't be a bitch. Be the captain of your own ship. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy. What is going on, everybody? This is Bobby Walker. And if you're watching, sitting next to me in studio is Jason Guyman. We're here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. This is pretty cool. This is the first time I've ever had anyone in studio with me. So I just want to say thank you guys for watching. And Jason, thank you for being here. You want to say hi to everybody? What up, guys? What up? This is my first time ever doing a live one-on-one also. Yeah, so this is going to be a lot of fun. So listen, Jason is a cool guy. We met actually... um, Oh, a little over a year ago, about mm-hmm. last February, it's January 1st today, we met about a year ago, and um, Jason's one of the few guys that I have to look up to, and I mean literally look up to, you know, I'm a tall guy, I'm like 6'4", and I have to look up to this guy, but uh, we met at a, a, actually when I was at ResponsaCon in, in um, uh, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, yeah. With six inches of snow. With a bunch of snow, yeah. So we met. We didn't get to talk a whole lot, but we've been, you know, friendly uh, ever since. And um, he is here in Orlando on vacation. And he was like, Bob, I've got this Sunday Sunday night live video I always do on – this is him speaking. He has a Sunday night live video that he always does on his YouTube channel. And he's like, can we do it at your place? And I'm like, hell yeah, as long as you come early and we record a podcast for me. So – that's what we're doing. So we're going to learn about this guy. He's done some really, really impressive stuff in the uh, pressure washing industry. And uh, he's done some things a little different than me, which is actually really cool. So I'm hoping to learn some things from him off when we're not on camera here. But um, for those of you that are watching live right now, because we are streaming again live in the No Bitch Zone Facebook group. So you can go to JNE No Bitch Zone on Facebook. You can join that group. It's a group where we talk about leadership, motivation, sales, marketing, business growth. We don't talk about actually the technical side of things. Um, there's a lot of good groups for that and that's just not my strength. So we focus on the things that I'm passionate about that I like in there. But uh, we're, we're live streaming this podcast in there. So you guys can uh, join the group and whenever we do podcast live, you can join in, do chat, you know, stuff like that. So for those of you that are watching live, put any questions that you may have in the chat and we will uh, get to those here at the end of the episode. Now, the very last thing. Oh, thank you, babe. And my wife, Melissa, you wanna just come sit, make an appearance <laughs> while you're here? She's, she's the beer runner for us tonight. Just poke your head in and say hi. You're not gonna, here, let me change screen so you can see yourself. There you go. Hi. <laughs> so, oh, show them your shirt. I mean, we might as well. She has a shirt of me on a horse-sized duck Riding off into the sunset. It's amazing. I love it. So anyway, courtesy of my friend Joshua Gray. So guys, thank you for the podcast. We're having we're just having a lot of fun tonight. And uh, Jason and I, we're just going to crack open some beers, get to know, uh, you guys are going to get to know Jason, and we're going to have a good time. But before we do, I'm actually, this is going to be the coolest little sponsor um, snippet or whatever, if you will. 
responsive bid sponsors the show and I'm a huge responsive bid fan. I've been using it for over two years on my business and uh, you guys hear me talk about it all the time. Now, Jason, spoiler alert, built and sold a very successful pressure washing company. He was a responsive bid user. So Jason, what I always tell people what I love about responsive bid briefly, just real quick, tell them what your, they know what the features are. So tell them what your favorite part of responsive bid was and how it uh, worked for you guys. The, the favorite one for me is the follow-up. The follow-up emails is what is gold and key. You know, if you're not letting them customers know and you pay 25, 50, a hundred dollars for that lead and you're not following up, you're just pissing money away at that point. I mean, literally, yeah. you know, and, and people, you know, I've always, you know, well, I don't follow up if they tell me if they decline. Why? What about for two weeks? You know, I've closed many jobs two weeks, a month down the road because mm -hmm. they never got it done. You know, yep. they thought, oh, your bid's too high and I'm going to decline it. But two weeks down the road, a month down the road, when mm -hmm. they still don't have it got, still not done, and I sent that email saying, hey, just seeing if you're checking in, if you got your stuff done. Yep. Uh, nope, I didn't. Here, I'm going to buy your stuff. Now. Exactly. So the follow-up, actually, I just had, uh, I've started doing my decline status. So people that choose not to use me, I'm going to extend it even further, but I'm going out to a year now. Actually, I think I have a year and 18 months. Two years. And you two have two years, years out. Two years. Because what happens is people, um, th this isn't even a responsive bid thing. This is just a good practice and responsive bid does it for you. But if someone doesn't use you today, we know in the service industry, companies, they come and go all the time. And if someone chose another company, if you're listening to my podcast, I know you're the kind of people that are doing, doing a high value, you're, you're, you know, giving a lot of perceived value to the customers and you may have not got it probably because of the price. Well, if the other guy was really cheap, he's probably not going to be in business next year. So that's why you want to be sending those follow-ups even for the people that didn't use you. And it's a gold mine, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Rather they decline, rather it's, we, we went three years down the road, keep sending emails three years on uh, they we did work for them three years later, we're still sending emails to them. Yeah. So it's free. Uh, you know, sending emails out is free. Response bid's not free, but it's free. You need to be doing it. Response bid makes it easier for you. And uh, guys, Response bid sponsors the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. It's the only way you can get a free month of service by using Response bid. So if you go to jnebid.com, so that's J-N-E, like Journey of a New Entrepreneur, bid, like responsibid.com, and you can get a free trial on there. You get um, a free month of service and everyone that uses responsive bid gets to take part in, well, no one really takes part in it, but there's a two to one ROI guarantee. They believe in their product so much that if you use their product, if you use their service and you don't get a two to one return on your investment, you don't pay for it. You don't get any better than that. They're that confident in their product. So go to jnebid.com, check out responsive bid. It's awesome. And, and this guy believes it. He built a business on the back of responsive bid. And Kurt is the best person that you'll ever meet in your life if you ever get to meet him. Second best. Well, I don't know. Right here. Right here. So, I don't know. By the way, <laughs> I, I'm, I've got a sunburn on my head just for the record. I haven't been like drinking so much that my face is all bloodshot. <laughs> I sat out in the front yard here for two hours this morning. I, seen that. I was it. like, are you going to go live with Jason tonight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I sat in the front yard doing clip flyers. We've got a bunch of bags of clip flyers over here. So. Anyway, so Jason, 
uh, it's pretty cool that you're here. This is kind of fun doing the, the in-person thing. It's a little weird, actually. It's, it's <laughs> it like is. normally, you know, you just you, talk to the camera. You don't yeah, have anybody talking back you to you. You have a little more confidence <laughs> when you're talking to the camera. But what, uh, so let's do this. Give us that short 90 second, here's who I am thing. Uh, include family, or, you know, include as much personal as you want. Definitely include the business. Just tell us kind of who you are and then we're just going to dig into that. So I'm Jason Guyman. Um, I started my pressure washing business in 2012. Um, actually, um, 2011 is when I actually started uh, learning about it. 2012 is when the actual business started. Um, I grew it to a, a million dollars in 2017. And in 2018, we sold the business. I sold it in 2018. And then in 2019, I did the marketing still for that company that bought it. Um, which was a very large company that bought this company and we got it back up to a million dollars and this year they'll probably do a million and a half from that company. Myself, I have two daughters. I have a 10 year old and, or 11 year old and a five year old and we're down here in Disney right now and uh, having a fun time come to Orlando to see Bobby. Awesome. Awesome. So one thing that I think is cool, Jason, I'm going to plug this monitor in up here. Yep. So we, when we're looking at ourselves, Sorry, guys. Pardon the camera work. It'll look a little more like we're looking at the camera here. That's the worst part, guys, when you're doing doing these things is you want to look at the screen, but the camera's there, and now we're not looking at you guys. So hold on just a minute. I'll kind of like to throw that over there. Yeah, and then might bring the question I'll, down here. Yeah, and I'll just put this camera like right in front of the screen so we won't perfectly see ourselves, but we'll kind of see ourselves. Is that, that better? Now That's it looks a little better. more like we're looking into I'll lower that so our heads are more by the camera. So now when we're looking at our heads, we're looking right in the camera, right? <laughs> yep. So, um, so anyway, uh, one thing that Jason has said that I think is really cool is he sold his business and the following year it did just as good as it did before you sold it. That is correct. And I think that's a, a good testament to the type of company that Jason had. Now, yeah, they kept him on for, marketing now did you stay and do any management or did you just do the marketing i did all marketing i did a little bit of safety control kind mm -hmm. of so that way people don't fall off ladders and all that great stuff but so. were, were you running the business at that point or was no, it someone no, else was running i was it? only i was only going there one day a week so okay cool so so this guy not only built a business to a million dollars in revenue which is a goal that a lot of us have but he when he sold it this business was still able to sustain that without him now, Jason, one thing I like about him, it, you know, because we don't know each other real well. Now, we hung out at Washathon, um, was it last week or the week before? One or two weeks ago, I can't remember. Last week. We got to know each other a little better. So that, you know, that's been fun getting to know this guy. But um, he, he's, not, he's not boisterous in uh, the things that he's done. He doesn't brag about everything that he's done, but. But that's impressive, bro. I love the fact that you sold this thing, and not only the next year did it do what you did, but this year you're saying, uh-oh, what what just moved? I don't know. The camera's good, though, right? Yeah, it's good. Um, but, uh, but this year it's actually going to be like another 50% bigger, you think? Right? I think it will. Yes, wow. it will. So now, that's I'm not doing the marketing, so I hope it does, but that's not my problem. You heard it here, guys. The marketer that they're using now is better than him because they're going to grow. Well, <laughs> all their other businesses have went... So, um, so there were some big businesses that they did and they all went down. So yeah. I'm hoping they do, but well, that's cool, man. I think that's, that's really awesome. So you, um, and you said you started it in 09. 
Uh, 2011. Is oh, when I yep. Is that the first company that you started, or have you had other service companies or other businesses? I um, I used to be. I'm a diesel mechanic by trade, mm -hmm. so I used to work on fire trucks, and I did have a small fire truck uh, mechanic business, but that only went for about a year or two. So. Okay. Not but that was kind of. I wouldn't say it was a failure, but you know, you live and learn, and good learning experience. Exactly. Nice. And you know, the hardest part that is about anything is knowing how to do business you know mm -hmm. a lot of people think that oh you can just go in here and do this stuff it, it's you know spraying water put whatever your service is that's the easy part i can teach a monkey to spray water i can yeah. teach you know doing the business part of it is the hardest part of mm -hmm. the business side now what do you mean by that so what's what is that the the quote-unquote business part that you're referring to making sure you got your taxes all paid you know i just talked to a good friend and learned from me that you know he's he made 200 grand his first year and he, he didn't get a good CPA. And now he's, he's owing 15, $30,000 in taxes and he don't have that money. And he's mm -hmm. like, what do I do? You know? And so that's, what's important is to make sure your foundation is solid on the business side of things. Nice. Nice. All right. And then for me, you know, I'm, I'm always talking about, you know, the sales and the marketing and everything. It's like, any, you're right. Anybody can pressure wash, yep. you know, anybody can window clean. If you're, Whatever your industry is, I came from an industry that was high, uh, highly regulated. I was in security. Uh, damn near anyone can learn how to put in a security system. You know, you, you just follow the instructions and you just do it. You know, the the things that there's a reason I think, and I'm taking this from a book called The E Myth, but there's a reason most businesses fail, is it's like to the tune of what 80% of small businesses end up failing in the first five years, I think. Yep. A big percentage of that's in the first two, but in the first five, I think 80% fail. And I think the reason for that is because we get, well, as the book talks about, is technicians get into business. We, and you have that mindset, mm -hmm. you know, and honestly, a mindset is, is huge. You know, if you have a technician mindset, you don't have business mindset, you, you're, you're, you're setting yourself up to fail, you know, and even a lot of the technician have a poor mindset. And when you've got a poor man, <laughs> more poor, poor mentalities mindset, you, you don't even know what your mind can do. And if you allow your mind to do things, it can do amazing things. You would be surprised at what your mind can do. Your mind can do, you know, it is, it, it is, it can make you, it can make you lots of money and it ain't even about making lots of money. But it can do that, and that is what it can do in the end of it. Yep. Love it. Love it. So so what are you doing today? I know a little bit of what you're doing, but, like, you sold your business. Do you have a day job, so to speak? I am a full-time firefighter still, which I'm Oh, trying, I didn't know that. I am a full-time okay. firefighter, which I'm trying to quit that job because, you know, mentally it, it, it takes a toll on you mentally. Mm -hmm. So I am trying to quit that. Um, and right now what I do is, is I'm kind of a YouTube star, if you want to per se. <laughs> yeah. I put out... Um, well, you might have the biggest <laughs> pressure washing YouTube channel. You, biggest one I know of. Is there a bigger one than yours for pressure washing only? For pressure washing only and only talking business, I have probably the biggest channel out there right now, um, and that's what I do. I, I make videos of how to. I'm gonna have to change that, guys. You're gonna have to help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that's why I like collaborating yeah. because you know um, I like I I have been coming together with more and more, and, and that is you know because I don't know everything. There's you know he did mar he does mark you know, and I'll tell you right now, if you don't do marketing, you might as well just uh, you know you might as well you know, because the word of mouth is only going to get you so far and that's not going to make you 
or a lot of money at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, you got to do marketing, and you know, a lot of the people don't want to spend money in marketing. And and you know, and when you when you put it that way, <clears throat> spending money in marketing, that is an issue because when you think of it that way, you're thinking. That you're just spending money spending money but when you really think about it you need to think about it this way that you're investing in your business yeah because if you don't invest in your business i'm not going to invest in your business bobby's not going to invest in your business so you when when you're spending money on marketing you got to think that you're investing into your business you know bobby grew his business through um door hangers and that kind of stuff clip flyers and that mm -hmm. kind of stuff I mean, I didn't like walking, you know, and in Cincinnati, <laughs> we got hills and stuff and I'm fat and lazy. Yeah, it is kind of flat here in Florida. I'm so. fat and lazy and I'm not going to walk miles and miles and miles. I mean, I've walked six miles a day in Orlando and about killed me because I'm as mad as Kingdom. But, um, but that's beside the point, you know, so you got to make sure you're doing marketing. You know, he did it that way. I did it digitally through AdWords. You know, we spent, you know, um, 30,000, almost $30,000 in 2017. And in 2019, it was almost $50,000 in just AdWords. Wow. Nice, 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 nice. That's how, much you, that's how much you spent in 19? That's how much I spent of their money in 19, yes. I, I was going to say, I was just looking at mine. I, I mentioned this on the stream this morning, but I think I think we spent about 24, 25K on AdWords last year. And um, and that's not including my, now I made, I paid, Somebody he's an AdWords, 
genius. I'm not. So I actually pay someone an additional, let's see here, how much do I pay? Six, seven, about eight, nine thousand bucks. I'm paying a year. But yeah, I paid a guy eight thousand, nine thousand dollars to manage it, and I paid twenty-four K, twenty-five K in AdWords, but it generated two hundred thousand dollars for me in revenue. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, you you gotta do it. <laughs> but and wait a minute. No, no, no. You didn't spend that money. You invested, I invested the money that yeah. money into your business. And, and that is the difference. And you know, so when we started this, we really didn't have a direction when we started this no, episode. We <laughs> we were, but you know, that's a really good point, you know, that I'd like to um, talk about, you know, maybe, maybe we can talk a little bit about that. You know who Chris Martinez is by chance? Absolutely. So Chris Martinez, you guys, if you listen to my show, you should know him. He did a, uh, I did an episode with him a while back. Uh, he's the guy that uh, he, he got arrested. The guys, you know, the DEA kicked down his door, had machine guns at 4 a.m., put him on the ground. He got a felony. And here he is 10 years later. He's built a business. He's got a ministry where he's helping like former felons that get out of prison, start businesses, change their lives. The guy's really awesome. Super, super cool dude. One of his favorite quotes. Now it's not his quote, but it's like his, his thing that he likes to quote is he always says that um, amateurs focus on the front end and professionals focus on the back end. And what he means is a professional, someone that's really going to grow doesn't look at what something costs them. They look at what something's going to, what the return that said cost or investment gives them. And, you know, if, so Jason, let me, let me throw something at you. I thought this was actually really funny. So let me talk about responsive bid, but this isn't actually a responsive bid plug, but this is still fun. So I was at the huge convention, which, uh, which I love. I can't wait. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be speaking at a breakout session at the huge convention in August. Uh, actually here pretty soon here in the next probably couple months we'll have a lot of speakers from the convention that'll be on the show but i was there and it was like the night before the convention started we're we're in the hotel bar in atlanta we're having drinks you know and stuff and and uh, actually some guy just he literally grabbed my arm it was randy beeston i don't, I don't know if you know him but he's a freaking monster this <laughs> dude is ripped pumped he's huge and he grabbed me and he goes since when did Stone Cold start coming to pressure washing conventions? And I'm like, hey, man, I'm just here having a good time. And so anyway, he, he pulls me into this conversation. There's him, his wife, and then another couple that they had just met and were talking. And Randy, just coincidentally, he had no idea that he was talking to like the biggest responsive bid fan on the planet. But he was like, hey, have you ever heard of this responsive bid thing? And I'm like, as a matter of fact, I have, you know. So we start talking about it. And, and Randy was like, you know, I've, I've become buddies with Randy, you know, since then. And he was like, yeah, this sounds good. Well, the other guy at the table, he's like, yeah, he goes, I don't know. They're just a little too, a uh, little too proud of their product. I ain't paying $180 or whatever a month. And I said, listen, so let, let me throw this at you. Now guys, here's the point. Please don't turn off because I'm talking about my show sponsor. Listen to what I'm about to say, because this ties right into what Jason was saying. So I said to this guy, I said, listen, is $180 a lot each month? It is. That's a, that's a big expense. But I said, for me, responsive bid just on my website alone. And actually, like Jason didn't even put responsive bid on his website. He didn't even do that. He used it just for the follow up and other stuff. But I said, I have it on my website. And at that time, I do get a lot more of these now. But at that time, I said, on any given month, I get two to five sales that come in either while I'm sleeping or I'm doing what, you know, just sales that come in through the, the website. So my average ticket price at the time, I think was like 700, 800 bucks. 
And uh, so I said, my average ticket price, if it's $700, if I make two sales a month on the low end and five on the high, two on the low, that's $1,400. No brainer. So you're telling me that on principle alone, you won't spend $180 because they're quote unquote too proud of their service. Right. I said, I would lose money. So I said this whole thing to them and, he, and the guy looked back at me and he goes, I hear what you're saying, but I just can't bring myself to spend that much money on something. And I'm like, what if, if you're listening, sir, I don't know who you are. I might know you today and just not recognize you because I had too many drinks. I apologize. But in that moment, how foolish were you? You know, on principle alone, you won't do something that gives you a great return. And so amateurs focus on the front end or fools focus on the front end. Professionals or wise men focus on the back. And I'm going to go take this one day further and I'm going to plug you here shortly, but um, it's not just investing in your business in marketing either. It's investing in your business in learning stuff. It's investing into your business on going to the huge, going to wash a thon, buying Jamie's product of whatever, you know, what he's getting ready to sell you and pitch you. Honestly, that is how, you know, because here's the thing and I get this, well, I can get it free on the internet. Yeah. But you know what? If you don't pay for something, and you don't open your wallet and it don't hurt a little bit, it, you're not going to, you're not going to, you're not going to learn it first off and you're not going to give two rats for it. But when you open your wallet and that hurts a little bit or a whole lot, you're going to learn, you know, I didn't grow my business. So back when the day I did see SEO and I pushed it on to somebody else and SEO, you know, is snake oil. I'm just going to be, it can be snake oil. You can spend lots of money on it and it'll be snake oil. So when I learned that it didn't go that way, so what I started doing is, is I started um, learning SEO. I went and took SEO classes. I went and took, you know, I went to different classes to learn all the different things about marketing. And when I did that, I really loved doing when I, when I started doing marketing, yeah. that's what I really love to do. I love to do marketing. So with that, you know, marketing and, and, and selling, you know, in, in taking classes, taking online classes, go places, you know, like he was talking about the huge, go there, go in and, and network with people because honestly, you will learn more from networking than you will just on the internet and learning from there. And not only that, don't just do what, if you're just in pressure washing, don't just do a pressure washing one, go to a, a marketing class, go, go to different places and learn, you know, and that right there will make you grow. And you know, you might say, well, what if I fail? What if I fail? At what if you fail? You know what? You know how many times Einstein failed and you know how many times, you know, Steve Jobs failed yeah. and you know how many, because you don't, you, you only fail when you quit because that's when you quit. Now, what you might've did is you might've learned, you get a nice learning curve and you might've spent a lot of money for that learning curve. But you know, in AdWords, I spent a lot of money in my learning curve. I spent a thousand dollars in like three months because I didn't put stuff as negative keywords, but you know what? I learned it. And now I knew not to. I could have said, well, AdWords don't work. Yeah. And you spent you spent a thousand dollars on clicks. So just so you guys understand, he's not saying he spent a thousand dollars and got a little bit of return. He's saying he spent a thousand dollars on people clicking on things because they wanted to like buy a pressure washer or something like that. Yep. He spent a thousand bucks, but here's the difference. Here's the winner's mentality versus the loser's mentality. The loser's mentality is you do it and you're like, well, AdWords don't work. You pay money for people wanting to buy a pressure washer from Sears. The winner's mentality, and I'm pointing at Jason when I say it, is I just spent $1,000 for an education. Right. 
you spent a thousand dollars and you probably made some money during that time too. You know, yeah. you probably made some money. I did. He's like, I just spent a thousand dollars on education to learn how to better myself. And that's, uh, that's, that's what, well, hell that's, I think we can end the podcast right there. That's, that's some good <laughs> shit guys. That's fist bump worthy. <laughs> Boom. I mean, how much did you spend on, um, um, door hangers at first that oh, you sent out, but, but, but I only walked out five, 500 door hangers and I never got a phone call. Them things don't work. How, Let many, me, how many door hangers? Do you yeah. Hit well, before you know, you can so let's that? talk about that for a little bit. So as you guys know, so I, I built my business to $20,000 a month in our first eight months using door hangers. Okay. Uh, now in the first, like say two months, we actually, I used thumbtack and actually got some stuff from that, but we kind of abandoned thumbtack and went all in on door hangers. But um, I started using, I bought some really pretty designs and things like that. And they looked amazing. They looked really professional, looked really good. And you don't always convert them. But it doesn't always convert. <laughs> and we did thousands. Now when I say thousands, I'm gonna say more than 2,000, less than five. Okay, That's I'm, a lot of I'm, I'm ballparking in there. You know what? Oh, I'm going to stick with less than five because I don't want to lie and embellish, but it was probably more than that. But let's say more than 2,000, less than five. We did thousands of door hangers with bad designs um, before we really kind of figured out a good design for us and then started winning with it. And again, to Jason's point, so here's a, you know, Mike Dalkey, um, he, he taught a, a, a class one time. He did a little session that I attended to. And I forget what he said, but he said, you want to listen to everyone. And, and then the second part, I forget the, the actual phrase was like, listen to everybody, but you want to be like mindful of what you really absorb, you know, because, you know, listen to what everyone has to say, but then you need to be real picky on what right. you implement. Well, I had listened to the right people about door hangers or door, uh, flyers. I, and they told me the right strategies. So I knew when I was failing, the reason I knew they were the right people is they built their businesses on these models. So when I was failing, I didn't say, oh, well, this doesn't, door hangers don't work anymore. It's different today. What I said was, well, it's my neighborhood. It only works up there. Yeah, it only works there. <laughs> you know, you don't understand it's different here. I didn't say any of that. What I said was, this works. So obviously I'm the one fucking up here. Okay. I'm the one failing because this works and it's proven to work. And so many people, they do the thing that you just said, well, I spent a thousand dollars in AdWords and I did wasted my money. I did. So, so here's what happened is we, we, we did thousands and thousands. We failed. We redirected, redirected, made a couple of changes. We finally found a good one. And then boy, we went all in and we were getting five to 8,000 out a month, just like the two of us, you know? And then we, then I started hiring some high school kids and stuff like that. And now next thing you know, we're doing 20,000, there's two of us, two people, and we're doing $20,000 in revenue a month. And bleach doesn't cost that much, no, right? No. So at that point, we're actually making a little bit of money. Now today, I'm not making a whole lot of money because I'm putting like all the money back into the business. Now I got nine employees and or eight employees plus me and all this stuff. But, but so I've elaborated enough. The point, guys, is we need to stop trying to be stop trying to think that we're so special that we're going to find that one little thing that works. We need to be humble. We need to look at the other people that have already done it. Stop with the bullshit that says you don't understand. It's different here. It's not different and you're not special. Find the things that work and go deep on them, embrace failure and learn from it. Is that, 
that'll be $400 guys. That was the best. <laughs> that was some of the best business advice you've ever got in your life. I mean, it's true. Oh, it is honestly right. true. You know, people want to say it, it, it don't work there. It's only, in, you know, that's good for you, but not good for us. And that's total BS. 100% yep. BS. Cool. 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 So Jason, listen, we've got a few uh, comments, not a bunch in the chat, but there's one at least that's, uh, actually there's two of them in here that I'm seeing. Uh, there could be more. And guys, listen, if you're chatting, you know, I've shared this stream to a couple of places. I'm only seeing the comments that are in the no bitch zone. So if you're asking a comment somewhere else, I can't see it. It's uh, just FYI. So if you want to go into the no bitch zone group, you can comment on that stream and then I'll be able to see it. But, uh, but before I do, guys, I want, to, I want to talk about something that's one of the things I'm most proud of that I've ever done. Uh, I'm, I'm ultra I'm ultra proud of this. I'm ultra excited about it. Um, Don, I know you're going to be listening. Don up in the DC area. Don, I owe you an apology. <laughs> so there's a guy named Don that uh, he's been watching my YouTube channel kind of from the beginning, pretty, you know, we'll, we'll call it from the beginning for all practical purposes. And one time, Don called me out and was kind of like, I don't think you're getting those prices that you say you're getting because he used to live in Tampa, you know, one time. And I, I, I called him out. I'm like, Hey, basically I said, Hey, you're being a bitch. It's not different where you're at. You, you know, you can do it so on and so forth. But Don was cool. You know, he kept watching. He didn't get butt hurt about it. Well, one time I, I posted something and Don said, well, you should do a course. He's like, you've done all this great stuff. You should do a course. Well, I thought he was being sarcastic. I thought he was being a smart ass. <laughs> so I made a 17 minute rant video. I just recorded, posted it about just saying I blasted Don and Don, I'm sorry. Like here's an, I'm apologizing. I've done it before, but the video is still out there because the principles are true, but Don was a innocent bystander. But, um, but I, I called it my free 17 minute course to success. <laughs> That's what I called it. Cause he's like, you should, I thought he was saying, well, you should start a course. You're so awesome. Well, I've had a lot of people over, um, over the last couple of years. And then a whole lot since last year's huge convention asking me to put together this stuff that we did to go from zero to 20 K. Um, we did it in eight months. So we started our business and eight months later, we're doing $20,000 a month. Uh, you know, today is March 1st, 2020. We've almost done as much revenue in the first two months that we did in our entire year, our first year. Okay. <laughs> That's good. We've, we've done over a hundred thousand dollars so far this month. Uh, if, you're this not, year. if you're not growing, you're dying. Exactly. So, so here's what I'm, what I want to share is I put together a thing. It's called the new entrepreneurs toolkit. Okay. It's called the new entrepreneurs toolkit. I was just showing Jason this before we went live and, and it's, it's got two components to it. Uh, the main meat of the course is what we did. There's no theoretical BS in it. It is what we did in our business to go from zero to $20,000 a month, all the way from our market research down to how to, how to get uh, inbound calls, you know, get the phone ringing on a small budget. So we use flyers to how to handle the inbound calls to how to get high average ticket prices to how to run a model sales appointment. If you're new to running your business and you don't, you know, you're new to sales, how to get massive number of Google reviews. I've got 400 and either 59 or 460, I can't remember, Google reviews with a 5.0 rating now and how to get repeat business, okay? All of those things we, we cover like in the meat of the course. And then I also have like a bonus section that has a lot of other content. It may not be things that I did, but I have guest teachers that have come in and, and taught on like door knocking or the winner's mindset and stuff like this. And these are guys that all have built 
and sold million dollar businesses. Pat Clark taught, teaches a course in there, all this kind of stuff. So it's called the New Entrepreneur's Toolkit and there's two cool things about it. The first one is you can get the market research portion completely free. Somebody just sent, hold on, I gotta look at it. Someone sends me a message and they're, <laughs> so <laughs> I've gotta keep, I've gotta finish my train of thought here. So there's two parts of this thing I'm excited about. The first one is you can get the market research portion completely free, okay? You just go to nobitchzone.com, go to nobitchzone.com, it's completely free, and it's gonna walk you through step-by-step step how to do your market research, determine your area, and all that stuff. The second thing is tonight, the March 1st, 2020, I'm officially launching it. Now, there's been a lot of people that have bought it, but tonight's the official launch. Um, we're gonna keep it open for two weeks, and the thing's gonna be almost half price. So it's gonna be almost half price for two weeks. And uh, you can go find out about it. You can get the free access. The access is almost completely free. Here's what you got to pay to get the free access. You got to give me your name. You got to give me your email. And the whole thing's free. And then uh, the rest of the course is almost half price for two weeks. Go check it out. Nobitchzone.com. And if you don't like the word bitch, which you're probably not watching this uh, podcast if you don't, you can actually go to journeyofanewentrepreneur.com. But I just did no bitch zone because it's easier to uh, to go with that. All right, so we got a few questions here. We're going to get into. All right, so but before we do, <laughs> what what really sidetracked me? My alleged friend. <laughs> all right, Aaron Dean over at uh, Aaron's Lean and Mean Academy. It wasn't Aaron. It was Cody. Sent that. Oh, was Cody the one that sent that? <laughs> okay. So well, our buddies from Washathon sends me this screenshot of me and Jason right now. Yeah, can I see your phone? So this is what what we just got. Can you see this? So this has got this uh, chat bubble of me and Jason, and it says, so there's this horse-sized duck, okay? <laughs> so screw you guys for messing up my mojo. So let's get to some questions here, Jason. I, there was one really good one I kind of pre-read for you. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, okay, so Scott Simmons, he says, Jason, I'm trying to implement profit first into my business. I have read and listened to the book twice since Washathon. I'm assuming you you recommended it to him. I just filled out the form to get help through the Profit First website. Do you have any advice for just one trying to start it? Now, before you answer the question, uh, give a brief, you know, a little 30 second what Profit First is for anyone that doesn't know, and then we'll answer. So what Profit is, Profit First book is a book. And I would, if you're starting a new business, I would highly recommend you either read it or listen to it. If you are like me and don't like reading, listen to it. Yeah. It is a great book to get you started off on the right foundation. And it goes down basically, you start five um, bank accounts and it's kind of like the old system. And it's a little bit like Dave Ramsey side of things of, you know, you put your money in each bucket. And what this does is, you know, I was talking about the, I was talking about the guy last year or the guy I talked to a couple of weeks ago of owing fifteen, dollars $25,000, $30,000 in taxes. One of the bucks it is taxes. Mm -hmm. And the other bucket is profit. Because if you're not profitable in the beginning of your business, you probably will never get profitable because you'll think, and, and it's a bad thing of sales guys of just go sell more stuff. You know, all I gotta do is go sell more stuff. The problem with that is, is if you're not profitable in the beginning, you're never going to get more profitable because just because you sell more stuff, just means you can go further in debt if you're not careful. Yeah. So, so profit first, basically, I think it teaches like five buggets, but it's basically, it's just every time you, um, 
well, not every for practical purposes, every time you get paid, you put it in one bucket you, you and then in, you, and then you, yeah, you divvy it out it. twice a month, you divvy it out twice a month. And then that way, all your bucket, you know, you got a bucket for expenses, you got a bucket for taxes, you got a bucket for um, yourself making money. Because mm -hmm. again, if you're not making money, yeah. and you got a, which is, and you got a profit bucket. And that's where the whole profit first thing comes from is yeah. it's saying you want to pay yourself your profit at the very beginning. And then you have no choice but to figure out a way to make everything else work. So, so back to his question, he says, do you have any advice for someone just trying to start profit first? Um, it, it is a little tough. Go to the bank, get your five bank accounts and just start um, going away at it. You know, I look at mine twice a month. Actually, my <laughs> wife does now because she's better at numbers and she likes to move all of my money around. So <laughs> she's the one that actually goes through there and, and does all that type of stuff. All right, so so basically you're just saying just do what the damn book says, right? Exactly. I would give now I'm not doing profit first right now. Um, my bookkeeper who is awesome, he's like, Bob, you fucked up all your bank accounts. So <laughs> we need to he's like, You can do it, but we're gonna right. undo it first right. and get fix everything. But um the uh another thing I would recommend is maybe talk to some uh an accountant that is a profit first accountant. Yeah. That might be a good Absolutely. idea if you're gonna go that yeah. route. And um, and even accountant, period. You know, if you're starting your own business, talk to an accountant, guys. Don't think you can yeah. do this stuff on your own because you will screw it up. I guarantee it. it. It's it's a guarantee. And the last thing you want to do is is go to jail. You know, one thing you will go to jail over business is taxes. Yeah. And the last thing you want to go to jail is is for taxes. So yeah, and guys, for anyone, uh, he's not a profit first accountant, but uh, Dan Plata, he's my accountant. He's a good dude. He's on my friends list on Facebook. Check him out, uh, Dan Plata with Blue Sky Services. All right, next question here. Um, Kevin uh, Sarbacher says, hi, Bobby, where's a good place to get door hanger designs or did you hire a uh, G oh, graphic designer yourself? Kevin, uh, I'm going to answer that two ways for you. Um, you can, you can go to, there's two websites. I highly recommend two companies. I love them both dearly. I hate to recommend two, but like, I genuinely love these people so much. I, I have to give them both props. Uh, John Lang over at Team Wash Life. He's got a partner named Devin, who's a really good uh, designer. And then Mariah Joel at ILY, like I love you, ILYcreative.com. They're both badass. They're both awesome. And um, that's where I get all my design work done now. I just ordered a crap ton of clip flyers from Mariah, and I just ordered a crap ton of door hangers from uh, Team Wash Life. <clears throat> now, uh, the door hangers are for my wife's business and the clip flyers are for mine. But let me take this opportunity to say, in my, if you go get a professional, I'll let Jason answer this. If you go to one of these main, you know, like a good professional design company, how much do you pay to get one flyer designed? Um, a lot. Well, I mean, but like get, give probably, the number you probably anywhere from three to 500 bucks. Okay. Well, I was going to say about two to two fifty, and that's yeah. not, and that's just, you know, it, that's the design. That's just the design yeah. of what they think that you want. Too. So, so Kevin, just FYI in my toolkit that I was just talking about at nobitchzone.com right now, and I'm adding more, but right now I've got a clip flyer design, a door hanger design and a, um, uh, a full page flyer design. I've got 15,000 door hangers right over here or clip flyers right over here that, that are from my toolkit. So they're good, good designs. Um, they're all in the toolkit. So if you're going to get two things designed, it'll pay for that toolkit for you on the low end. 
on the high, you know, or on his high end, one of them will pay for the toolkit. So, uh, but anyway, go to no bitch zone if you want that, or I would go to IOY creative or teamwashlife.com. Um, next question. Oh my God, this is a long <laughs> one. So we're going to ask this one and then we're probably going to answer one or two more questions and then we're going to have to, to end this thing. Uh, so Brendan McAfee, Brendan, first off, I want to say, I think you're awesome. And holy hell, dude, do you stop? You're like, you drink so much. You've got to drink coffee nonstop all day because you're like going 24 hours a day. Um, he's sending me messages at like 3 a.m. Hey, Bobby, I'm still running sales appointments today. <laughs> so in order of highest importance to lowest. Okay, keep track of this. Highest to lowest. Rank where new businesses should invest their profits as they grow from the ground up. And he says marketing, equipment, office warehouse space, education, employee training. We had a $5,000 weekly, $20,000 monthly, 160K, eight-month season goal. March and April are going to – God, this is a long question. Hold on. Uh, right now, we use one pickup truck, and we have a, a trailer. Uh, deposits are in. Jobs are booked. Nervous about which way to go first. Invest it back into marketing. Get deposits. Then buy the new truck and equipment and train employees? Question mark. Is it in that order? So – Okay, so basically what he's asking guys is, you know, where should you uh, invest your money uh, when the business is growing? Should it be in marketing and sales? Should it be in employee development? Should it be in um, equipment? So before you answer, I'll give my answer, you give yours, even if yours varies from mine, okay? Because we might have different answers here. If they do vary, mine is right, just for the record, but um, <laughs> I'm bigger. All right. so, um, the short answer is all of the above. You're going to have to invest in everything, but, um, I'm a big fan of investing as little as possible in equipment early on. Okay. Equipment is important, but one thing you guys have to remember <clears throat> when you invest in equipment, you're not investing in your business's growth. You're investing in your business's capacity or efficiency. Okay. And if you are not at full capacity, meaning, Brendan, if you're, if you're not at a point where it's like, well, I can't sell any more jobs this year because I'm booked up for the year, you're not at full capacity. So you really don't need that new equipment yet. You could use it. It would be nice. It would be fun, but you don't need it. So, um, so an investment in equipment is an investment in efficiency, not an investment in growth. An investment in sales and marketing is going to be an investment in your growth. And then we always, if you've got employees, you're always going to have to invest in those people. But if you're asking when you should hire them, um, I'm going to say probably sooner than you think, probably sooner than you feel comfortable doing. Because once you hire employees, as long as you're being disciplined and, and putting them in the right positions and putting yourself in the right position to generate more revenue, you're going to achieve your goals faster. So instead of telling you exactly when you spend that money, I think I gave you a good framework to for you to make the good decision if you want to invest in growth put that pedal over there on the sales and marketing side and and create a problem for operations and if you've done that if you put that pedal down on sales and marketing and you create an operations problem you should have the cash to make that investment in operations and get the equipment where you need so that's my thought i agree 100 percent and the, the biggest thing is, is, you know, don't, even if you do put money in equipment, don't go buy a $25,000, $30,000 rig. That drives me nuts mm -hmm. because, you know, 
do you really need something that much? You know, you can get away with a lot less than that. So don't put all your beans in that, you know, I got to get this big, baddest rig that's out there. Because honestly, that doesn't make you money at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, you know, if, I, if you're going to, if you got $25,000 to split, $10,000 earmarked for equipment, $15,000 for, you know, marketing, in, marketing and that, and, yep. you know, if you're booked out, like he said, if you're booked out, you know, a month and you're losing jobs, then you might need to start looking at, Hey, I need to add another rig. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Now, like some people, uh, like AC Lockyer, he'll, he, he would add trucks if he was booked out three days. And I'm not saying I don't have like the confidence to do that yet, nope. but I think the philosophy is right. You know, I think his, yeah, his philosophy is correct. So, so, but yeah, invest, invest in growth, create a problem, invest in sales and marketing, create a problem in your business. And if you do that, you'll be able to fix it. You, you can, you can't out operate a sales problem, but you can kind of sales covers a multitude of sins. If you sell it all and you can't get it done, you can sub it out. Right. There's all kinds of things you can do if you're selling shit. But if you if you're not selling anything, you can't out operate a sales problem. Um, so so let's keep going quickly here. Uh, Joshua Gray, he said, you know what? I'm gonna with confidence say this because I was trying not to say it when I was answering uh, uh, Kevin's question. Um, he said it'd, it'd just be cheaper to buy your course, guys. It's honest to God truth. My course over delivers. It just over delivers. It's the honest to God fact. When I said it's how I built my business from zero to twenty thousand. Like we didn't stop at 20,000 a month, right? But even if we did, right. even if we did, it's worth it. But if you, the, the flyer, to, even if you don't implement what I teach in it, just the, 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 the downloads, just the downloads are worth a uh, double what yes, the course is. I've, I heard some of his course at Washington guys. The part of sell of the, just the sales phone call of how you answer your phone and what you say and what you don't say is worth that in gold. I mean, you know, I get a, got a lot of guys, you know, I do a lot of pressure wash. I, like I said, I have a lot of YouTube, large YouTube channel that, and that's what, it, you know, people don't know how to sell, you know, they don't know how to give scarcity. They don't know how to give anything. And if you don't know how to sell, it don't matter how much you spend in marketing. You, if you can't close jobs, you can spend all the money in the world. But if you can't close jobs, it does you no good. This, he gives you the script from word to word, what you need to say in this course. It is gold, 100% gold. Yeah, it's gold. So, it, it, and so I say that with conviction, because you, I, I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, but you feel like, like I've had guys that are like, Bobby, you're trying to sell us too much. I'm like, you know what? I don't know, maybe I am, maybe I'm not, but the fact is, it's good shit. It's good shit, if you buy it, you'll be better off. And if you don't, hey, that's fine too. I'll still be your friend. Um, so quick follow-up, Brendan said, basically what he's asking is he's booked out for March already. He's thinking, should I, should I uh, add another truck? Brendan, you, maybe you should. Um, I, take, instead of giving you the fish, I think we taught you how to fish there. Maybe you should. Um, Raise your, if, here's the thing too. If you, getting new employees is a whole nother boat. You know, it, you know, getting new employees, getting new trucks, a whole nother boat. The other thing you can do is raise your prices. You know, don't be so cheap. Yeah. Start raising, bumping prices. Because here's the thing. If you're booked at that far, scarcity becomes a thing. You can start jacking prices all yeah. day long. Um, so somebody asked me, uh, Juan says, uh, where can you order the yellow polo shirts like mine? Um, obviously not the one I'm wearing right now. I've started using a company called 72 Hour Print. 
Um, I used to use FinPrint. FinPrint was good. I don't know. Are you, do you use FinPrint? No? Okay. FinPrint was good. I'm not, I'm not hating on them. Um, I think they're good people. I think they're a good company. Um, I had some quality issues, honestly, with my work and with um, not every shirt I got, but it's like every time I would get a design uh, or get an order, there was some quality issues. Um, 72 hour print, it's in America. So I love my Canadian friends to the north, but they're an American company and um, they're much, much quicker on the turnaround. Even when they're backed up, they're, they're really, really fast. And uh, so 72 hour print, that's where I got my shirts. So um, I just, full disclosure, I would consider using ThinPrint again. I don't hate them. I don't think they're a bad company. But at this stage in the game, if I just got to be honest with my listeners, 72 hour print has earned my business at this time but I have no ill will or anything towards ThinPrint. So, all right, we got another question. We have enough time for one or maybe two more. So one says, quick question. I do the cleaning. He says, I do the cleaning residential service for 15 years and I have insurance and I'm bonded. You think I'll need one for the pressure washing business or can I use the same insurance? One, that's a question you have to ask your insurance company. You, um, you probably can't use the exact same policy if I was a betting man. Um, you can, they can probably give you a policy that'll cover both, but if you have one that's just for like, uh, kind of like custodial cleaning, made cleaning, stuff like that, it's not going to cover, uh, I, I can't imagine that it would cover pressure washing and stuff like that. So, um, and then, um, you know what? Oh, Juan says, thanks for your time and professional answers. You bet Juan. Appreciate it, buddy. And Brendan says, you've both given me another day of value. You both rock. Have a great rest of your night. I think we should, should end it on that. What do you think? Yeah, you like that. Except check out pressurewashhelp.com oh, slash. We YouTube. were going to get there. Hold on, don't hold on, hold on. Oh. We're not we're not signing off. Oh, I was just going to let them know they can get some more value <laughs> at nine o'clock. Yeah, no, we're, we get. I'm getting there. We get, no, okay. What Jason? So I just want to. I want to officially like be like, hey guys, I want Jason <laughs> to share his stuff. So, so guys, listen. Um, Jason does some really awesome things, and one thing. Jason does more than what I do. Jason does give you guys value on the sales and marketing side of things because he knows his shit. He built a business to a million bucks, but he also is really good on the technical side of things. He, you know, he shares how to build trailer rigs, how to build your, your setups, how to actually do the cleaning and shit like that. So Jason, tonight, you and I, so any of you that are watching live on YouTube, I don't think we're going to be live on Facebook, are we? No. On YouTube, on the... What's your YouTube channel? You can go to pressurewashhelp.com slash YouTube and it'll take you there. Okay. And we're going to actually be doing a live because he does a Sunday night live every Sunday night on his YouTube channel. I think he has the biggest pressure washing YouTube channel that exists. I think. I'm not positive about that. So, uh, Jason, talk a little bit about that and what we're going to be doing tonight in your channel and, and just the stuff that you do, pressurewashinghelp.com and everything. So, pressurewashhelp.com, I teach you how to start, grow, and be successful is what I tried. That is my goal and my um, goal for life is to help you become successful. I love hearing success stories of how I've helped you start your business and grow it to 200, half a million, a million dollars. And that is what I really like to do. And so every Sunday night, I have a live tonight. We'll actually be with Bobby Walker. We'll be talking how to go from zero to $20,000. Um, and then also on Wednesday night, I talk about marketing and nothing but marketing every Wednesday night at nine o'clock. Cool. Good stuff. Pressurewashhelp.com slash YouTube. Yeah. Or just pressure help. 
pressurewashhelp.com and you just learn about his stuff and you can probably find a YouTube link in there somewhere, I'd imagine, too. Yeah. So good stuff. So listen, guys, uh, Jason, I have one more question for you. I normally ask this a little earlier in the show, but this is the one everybody really wants to hear. Okay? <laughs> this is one everybody really wants to hear. So would you rather, okay, in a fight to the death, would you rather fight one gigantic horse-sized duck or a thousand duck-sized horses? Fighting to the death, you get no weapons. You're like in the Colosseum in Rome. It's just you and the duck or you and all these little horses. Which one would you rather fight to the death? I said I'd have to take the one duck. Because oh I just grab him by the neck and just throw him down on the ground. His you know? neck's going to be like that big around. Yeah, but have you seen them goose things, man? They all You can just like wrap their heads around and spin them around. Just, you know. Not Okay. <laughs> Do you have any idea how strong a horse-sized duck's going to be? Yeah, but his neck's going to be little bitty. Coming no, out it's going to be huge. And have you, how many teeth do they have? They don't even have teeth. Oh, bullshit, uh, they don't. Have you horse, Have you guys looked inside of it? A horse is the dumbest animal out there. You know, you, I hate a horse. That's why I don't do horseback riding, because they got a freaking brain that's about this size of this big, gigantic horse. <laughs> no, the microphone's <laughs> not broke, guys. I just, I'm... I don't have any words. I don't have any words. Uh, Jason, first off, the fucking horse-sized duck can dive bomb. They can fly. How are you going to choke him when he's dive bombing your ass <laughs> with their, their talons on the end of their webbed feet? How, how are you going to answer that? Answer that. No one's ever answered that one. How the hell are you going to defend yourself from a horse-sized duck dive bomb? <laughs> I don't even know. You don't know because you can't do it. That's why you can't do it. You can't beat the horse-sized duck, people. Mm. Here's your only hope. Your only hope is to kill all the little horses and make friends with the giant duck. First off, ducks are awesome. So my two favorite animals are ducks and turtles, sea turtles specifically, and they're awesome. And you make friends with the big one. Not only do you have a friend for life, he'll fly you wherever you want, and he'll avenge you if you ever get killed by somebody. So they're awesome. I love them. All right, so so guys, listen. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. We got to get off here because we got to get ready for his his live tonight. But uh, I appreciate everyone watching. We've had a lot of live viewers tonight. It's been a lot of fun. And um, oh, one more thing. I just want to add this because I just love when people are getting pumped up. So BioGreen Pressure Washing says, "Hey Bobby, I ordered my flyers after Washathon. Hell yeah, ready to grow. Fist bump right there, bitch. I love people that take action. Um, and uh, and those of you talking shit on my duck question, just stop listening. If you don't like my duck question, this ain't the podcast for you. But thank you guys for being here. Uh, go check out everything at nobitchzone.com. Okay? Nobitchzone.com. You get free access to the market research template. All right? The only thing it costs you is a name and an email. Put that in there. It's going to send you an email right back. It's going to give you access right away to do your market research for the next two weeks. You can get the, uh, the, the new entrepreneur's toolkit, how I grew from zero to 20,000 a month. You can get it for almost half price. I couldn't do half price. I went almost half price. Check it out. It's awesome. Jason Guyman, you're fucking awesome. I got a new buddy, bro. I love awesome. it. And uh, guys, remember, if you're not doing the things that you want in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing them, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.
just so you know, we're still live. So don't say anything you don't want anyone to hear. 